0: get a uh, good old well good morning <laughs> and welcome to your diy health radio here on the spreaker radio network i'm your host sergeant jim ram retired you can call me sarge it is tuesday september 12th 2023 the day after the 22nd anniversary of the united states attack on america And we're going to talk a little bit about that here. Uh, I would say normally I'd I'd say we're simulcasting on Jitsi, finally. You are (laughs) the
1: only participant in the conference. It
0: finally came up. Uh, I don't know what it is sometimes connecting to Jitsi or not Jitsi free conference call
2: all participants are muted and they can and, unmute themselves uh,
0: have to change that there but uh, basically uh, sometimes it takes a while for it to make the connection I don't know why and then I have to shut the program down and restart it and then it takes a little bit but not quite as long anyway we are on uh, f- free conference call also now and um, so we're uh, for, we're uh, Ah, simulcasting there we go anyway this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional assuming you can find one i search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself the body wants to fix itself the body knows how to fix itself it has a god-given innate ability to do so the only thing that's missing is the raw materials when you put those back into the mix stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage, and there's lots of information about that. We've got downloadable flyers and brochures. There's a link to a YouTube playlist that has over 140 videos talking about the technology, how it's used, and um, testimonials from people all over the world. And we've had life-changing results using these things and um, there's also a link to the dedicated website for the device where you can get more information more testimonials and the order now button and it's uh, pretty simple just follow the prompts uh, make sure that uh, the big thing is you put the amount uh, in this case if you want a single wand, you put 380 in the uh, amount box your name goes in the remarks box And then we have a special going on right now that uh, was going through the 10th, but it has been extended through the 17th, where it's called the end of summer special, where you can get two wands for 500. So the second one only costs you $120, and that is pretty good. You get a $260 uh, discount or bonus, which is pretty good. So for $500, you can get two wands shipped to the same location here in the US of A or Mexico. Um, other places it's not applying, but um, that's it. US and Mexico, you can get $500 uh, for two. And if you order today, uh, chances are, depending on what time the order gets actually placed, you're looking at two to three days from today to get delivery, which is pretty good. Um, you should, one way or the other, probably have it by the end of the week. And uh, that's pretty nice. So, anyway, take advantage of that. Um, while you're on the website be sure and hit the radio shows tab and at the top of the page you'll see the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm and if you scroll down a little further you'll see the information on the shows we do when they're on and how you listen and at the bottom of the page is the link to the facebook page set up for the show as well as the telegram channel now uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the uh Spreaker radio network free conference call their owners or sponsors or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose treat or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue it's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only so that as a responsible adult you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you all righty then that being said Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the show, yesterday was the 22nd anniversary of the United States' attack on America. And anybody who believes this was put together by um, Osama bin Laden in a cave in Afghanistan, where have you been for the last 22 years? There is so much information out there showing that this whole thing was orchestrated at least with the knowledge of the federal government if they didn't put it together themselves to start with but they let it happen and why would they do that well (laughs) it's all about control control power however you want to look at it it ushered ushered in the so-called Patriot Act which is anything but that which was designed to begin the rapid downhill decline of our uh, God-given Constitutionally protected rights And fast forward 22 years, and you see where we are now. We have uh, reporters who are being locked up for saying they don't believe that the uh, 2020 election was legal, that it was stolen, that the person supposedly currently occupying the White House does not belong there. And I am 100% in agreement with that. There's no doubt in my mind that the election was stolen. There's evidence everywhere. Get a copy of uh, 2,000 Mules uh, and look at that. That just tells you one way that the election was stolen. But there's just, now yeah, look at Mike Lindell's information. There's just tons of information out there that at the very least should raise questions in every American's mind at least those who have at least two brain cells to rub together now if you are a brain dead uh, kool-aid drinking zombie that believes everything you hear on cnn ignore this because you just won't be able to compute but for a real american out there who's got the ability to cognitively discern facts and what's going on if you aren't questioning this by now (laughs) you got you're giving yourself more credit for being intelligent than you deserve it's just absolutely amazing And the thing that really makes me mad well just one thing of all you know I I have a calendar here sitting next to me that was put out I think by the Reagan ranch president Reagan driving his willy CJ 6 (laughs) Jeep Yeah, he's got his uh, golden retriever there, and but they're in a Jeep. But it's the Reagan Ranch 2023 calendar, Young America's Foundation. And on September 11th, it says, Patriot Day. I beg your pardon. Are these people that frickin' ignorant that they don't know that Patriot Day is April 19th? When real patriots defended their country? And by patron, what I'm talking about is the shot heard round the world. April 19th, 1775, Lexington Green and Concord Bridge, when American militia stood up to this most powerful army in the world to that up to that time. And when they said, disperse ye rebels, disperse, they said, go pound sand. <laughs> and they started the revolution. That made this country well, sort of made it what it is now. Um, actually, those people are probably turning over in their graves to see what has this this country's turned into. But that is the real Patriot's Day, April nineteenth. September eleventh, if anything, it will be the New World Order Martyrs' Day. Because there weren't any patriots, per se. You know, there were people that were doing their jobs. Yeah. But they weren't standing up against tyranny. They were being killed by tyranny. (laughs) But they didn't know it at the time. They thought it was some turban head, you know, camel jockey in Afghanistan in a cave. And it wasn't. It was our own people. But anyway. Yeah, it just uh, slays me to think where we've come in the last 22 years but i honestly believe september 11th 2001 was a major milestone in the downfall and degradation of this country since that started we have been seeing one degradation of rights after another you know when uh, when people stood up and said what they saw you know like the uh, the missile that struck the Pentagon, with they said it was a 757 or 767, which would have been physically impossible. You'd have to defy the laws of physics to be able to fly a plane in that manner, in that location, into that building. It could not be done. And this is from professional pilots who fly these planes on a daily basis with thousands of hours of flight time. And they say they could not do it. So, some little guy named Hani Hanjour who couldn't even land his Cessna, definitely couldn't have done it. And uh, I suggest you listen to my Thursday show in the afternoon. Uh, I'm hoping I haven't discussed it with the guys that are going that are normally on the show with me, but I'm hoping that we will have a in-depth breakdown of 9-11 by an actual. Um, commercial pilot he was actually the first pilot allowed to fly into new york city after 9-11 he flew in friday morning you know four days later to pick some people up and get them out of there and he flew right over the top of ground zero and could still see molten metal molten steel glowing orange in the crater that would not be the case, had not high-level explosives been used that would li- literally liquefy those steel beams and girders. So anyway, we're going to hopefully have a discussion about that Thursday afternoon. Same bet, same location here on speaker or a free conference call, and uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern. But needless to say, things over the last several years, and it's, of course. One of the next big steps, of course, was 2020 or 2019 or mid when they rolled out another attack on America called COVID 19. And the degradation of rights that came as a result of that. Again, we've got people that are being uh, locked up, you know, journalists. Who operate under the First Amendment and they have a right to speak their minds the right to speak their opinions and any journalist who comes out and says that they believe that uh, the 2020 election was stolen uh, I know one guy right now he's uh, up for sentencing today and they want the the government's uh, sentencing request is that he be given a year in prison for not being repentant because he said that the 2020 election was stolen and that um, old resident Haydn is uh, not the lawful president and that actually Trump won which I agree with 100% and I'll stay it right now on the air Trump won, Biden lost, it was rigged. They dumped in tons and tons and tons of mail-in ballots, all for Biden, which is, again, impossible. And they want to do the same thing again. You know, they were able to lose or win the last time or steal it the last time because they got everybody locked down for covid had everybody scared to death to go out and go to the polls. And they had everybody doing it. They had all these mail-in ballots that were mailed out to everybody under the sun. I got two or three, and I didn't even ask for them. That's the kind of thing that's going on here. They rigged the election, they, they stole it, and they're trying to do the same thing because they know they can't win an honest, fair election. Trump would stop a mud hole in Biden's butt in a fair election. So they got to they got to cheat otherwise they're going to end up in prison or worse. They may end up there anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh it's just a sad situation to see what's happened to this country. It is not the same country I grew up in, that's for sure. You know, I grew up in the, in the 60s, late 50s, early 60s, 70s, whatever, and it was nothing like it is today. And I think of children that are being born today, and it just breaks my heart to know that they will never experience the freedoms that I had when I was a kid because we've dropped the ball. We've let tyranny take over. We've let evil win out over good. Now, thank goodness I've read the book, and I know at the end we win. But before that happens, there's going to be a season of absolute degradation, and we're entering that now. It's just sad. But anyway, just one of the things, you know, that started 22 years ago. And the other day, I got a real taste of uh, the propaganda that's being put out by the media that's designed to scare the living crap out of people and get them to do the government's bidding. You know, I was uh, sitting down watching a little TV And uh, the show that I wanted to watch, I couldn't find it, wasn't on or something. So I just happened to come across um, Law & Order SVU, Special Victims Unit. I used to watch that show all the time, just loved it. But I haven't watched it probably in I probably at least five years. And just as a fluke, I turned that thing on, and what was it? It was a story about measles and how there were a group of parents at a private school who believed that they had the right to decide for themselves and their children whether their children would be vaccinated or not. And the absolute joggernaut of government tyranny that came slamming down on them for exercising their God-given rights. I just sat there in awe. I wish I could find a recording of the entire show. But unfortunately, so far I haven't been able to. I did find a little clip. Let me see if I can get it here. Um, I think the name of the, um, didn't I open that one? Hmm. Ah, there it is i think the name of the show was quarantining noah now if you're uh if you're at all familiar with the show olivia benson who is a you know a sergeant now and in the svu the special victims unit has a son that she's adopting named noah and little noah was uh i don't know if he i don't see remember how the whole thing played out because i didn't get there at the beginning but basically she was at work and she gets a call from either her babysitter or the doctor's office or something but little noah was starting to have uh, signs of some sort of a illness and she went to the doctor and the doctor said that uh, there was another kid in the uh, waiting room when Noah was there that uh, for his regular checkup who ended up being diagnosed with measles so uh the way the thing worked was i guess what this is the way it was um she gets a call after the fact from the doctor's office saying they needed to bring noah back in because he was there that day to get his measles mmr shot and they had put it off because he's immune compromised of course you know they got to throw all that stuff in and uh so once they figured out that there was a child who had been diagnosed with measles they called mom and says hey uh you got to bring noah back in just for a double check because he was in the waiting room the same time this kid had measles and of course if you listen to this show at any length of time at all you'll know that measles is not caused by a virus it's a it's just a rite of passage for kids it's not communicable uh they've never been able to make a healthy kid sick with by exposing him to someone who wasn't healthy um and prove that it was actually from the the jab or not the jab but the whatever the other kid had but anyway so little noah of course nosedives and ends up in the hospital he can't breathe and all this other junk and they start doing some research and they believe that this kid that had measles was one of the unvaccinated children from this private school And they start researching and digging and digging, and turns out there's a whole bunch of kids. There's a measles outbreak, you know, a city of millions of people, and they've got like 100 cases. And the whole show, you know, they figure out which parent is the so-called ringleader, the one that was uh, encouraging other parents, and basically they had found a doctor, an older guy who honestly believed that parents had the right to decide, you know, what's best for their children, and he was basically falsifying records, showing that the kids, they were saying the kids were vaccinated when he actually hadn't. And funny enough, I didn't see anything to show where they really went after him. <laughs> it was all about this mother who basically ended up uh, being charged with uh, criminal endangering, I think it was. And um, they charged her with two counts, first and second degree um and they had a little trial and all this stuff and she's found not guilty by the jury in the first count but they found her guilty the second she was sentenced to like three months in jail and i forget what else but the whole thing was just one huge propaganda piece and i've got a little uh, two minute clip here that um i'm gonna go ahead and shut up set up the um sharing here do, 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 do if i can get this going here we go and here we go.
3: Thank you guys for coming. Just put that stuff on any surface you can find.
4: Chief says you can work from here as long as you need, Liv. Hey, how's uh, Noah doing?
2: You know, he's uh, cranky and he's sluggish. So just keeping my fingers crossed, Lucy's here helping me out. So how was the cell phone retrieval?
5: Uh, Rollins and Carice here,
6: sorting through with Taru. Maybe short a few phones.
3: I'll talk to Principal Schwartz.
2: You know, on another issue, Noah's exposure to measles may have come from a Tribeca Academy student.
4: It's in D.C. and Jersey. It's bound to come here. Lazar's school in L.A. is ground zero
0: for
5: anti-vaxxers.
3: Hey, has Gil been vaccinated?
5: Well, that wasn't around when he was one. I'm picking him up this afternoon. Yeah, I'll put in a call to his mom.
4: Gil. Good to see you. Want some? What? No, no, no thanks.
5: So uh, I talked to your mom earlier today. You talk about us moving? Moving? What do you mean? Maybe she don't want you to know yet. Know what? Hey, you can tell me anything. You know that. What? She says you're moving to San Diego in July. Oh, she say why? The gangs in the neighborhood are getting bad but I don't want to go. I'll never see you again. Maybe you can talk to her.
4: I will. Hey, don't you worry. You're going to see me no matter what. It's all going to be fine.
0: Yeah, he's uh, supposed to ask if he was va- vaccinated against measles and told for, he totally forgets about it because his ex-wife's going to move his son you know, all the way across the country which kind of sucks but um, I'd love to be able to play the whole thing or at least have the whole show that I could take clips out because some of the the stuff I mean it was just blatant propaganda that's all I can call it you know no you know they everything they do including the alleged doctors and these things that were testifying in the courtroom and all that kind of thing they're all, acting like they actually know what they're talking about you know and of course the attorney for the lady who's charged doesn't ask you know at least they don't show it because that would that would raise people's questions people's minds watching the show one of the first things i'd ask uh doctor you claim to be an expert on this stuff because you're a doctor tell me what was your medical school training on vaccines what did it consist of exactly how much time? What were you told? Did you get into the science of it, the whole shooting match? Because if they were honest, they would say, uh, basically, we were told that you know here's the schedule. Make sure that you give all they're they're safe and effective. Make sure you give it to all the kids. Period. That's all they would get. And that's what so-called experts are going on. Well, I'm pro-vaccine because I was told in medical school that it was good by who the drug companies that make the vaccines and of course the mothers not just the mom that was being charged but a bunch of the others you know had a lot of good rational uh, scientific based responses to their questions and they were just blown off like they were nut job conspiracy theorists you know they did everything but put tinfoil hats on these people and it was just disgusting to see the kind of programming. And it's not just on, you know, that show. Um, I started doing a little digging and came across another one that I thought was, and this is a short one, and this is another show I used to love to watch before I really started <laughs> paying attention to what was going on. I never watched it was when it was uh, during its original series, but I watched it in syndication quite a bit. Just because I I like the general stuff and the scientific nature and that kind of thing. But this is an episode of, it's called House versus the Anti-Vaxxer.
1: No formula, just mommy's healthy natural breast milk. (laughs) Yummy. Her whole face just got swollen like this overnight.
7: Mm Mm-hmm. No fever.
8: Gland's normal. Missing her vaccination dates.
9: We're not vaccinating. <laughs> Gribbit, grubbit, grubbit.
7: <laughs> think they don't work?
9: I think some multinational pharmaceutical company wants me to think they work. Pad their bottom line.
7: Mm-hmm. May I?
2: Sure. Gribbit. Gribbit. <laughs> Gribbit.
8: Yeah, all natural no dyes is a good business all
10: natural
7: children's toys toy companies they don't arbitrarily mark up their frogs they don't lie about how much they spend on research and development the worst that a toy company could be accused of
8: is making a really boring frog
10: (laughs) (laughs) you know another really good business teeny tiny baby coffins
7: you can get them in frog green fire engine red really the antibodies in Yummy Mummy only protect the kid for six months, which is why these companies think they can gouge you. They think that you'll spend whatever they ask to keep your kid alive. Want to change things? Prove them wrong. A few hundred parents like you decide they'd
8: rather let their kid die than cough up 40 bucks for a vaccination. Believe me, prices will drop really fast.
9: Tell me what she has. A cold.
0: Yeah, baby's got a cold he goes through the whole thing abusing the mother because she wants to exercise her right to determine what kind of stuff is injected into her child and because that mom if she stands her ground doesn't inject that kid that kid's probably gonna grow up to be a much healthier child and a much healthier adult as a result as we have seen over and over and over again. But the media propaganda continues. And let's see here. Oh, here we go. One in seven parents not discussing vaccines with their child's doctor. And this is from Almost Click Detroit. Almost all
1: children have a primary doctor, such as a pediatrician, who provides critical information to help parents make decisions about vaccines.
7: Interestingly, though, a new...
0: Yeah, right. Wait a minute almost every only idiots (laughs) i'm sorry only idiots take their kids to pediatricians when the kid's not sick i'm sorry you have been sucked into the system and you're going to pay the price or your child's going to pay the price for your ignorance and lack of education there is no reason in my opinion and uh, and don't just believe me do your you know and this we're going to cover this later too (laughs) do your own research this whole system of you know years ago babies weren't even born by with an md or in a hospital they were born at home and unless there was a complication unless the kid was really bad off they wouldn't see a doctor until the film they fell out of their first tree and broke their arm the first time and back in the early part of the 20th century people started realizing that hey we can make a lot more money by specializing in babies we call ourselves pediatricians you know and we'll make sure that every time that child as the case of the hiccups mom automatically realized i have to take them to the doctor and then of course right after they're born they get their first vitamin k shot and their uh, hepatitis b shot and then of course they before they leave the hospital they set them up with an appointment to get their first well baby check and it goes on and on and on and you're hooked and not only Are those kids getting jabbed with all kinds of toxic crap to the tune of 70-plus doses by the time they turn 18? But the doctors are making money every time you walk through the door. And then, if you're one of the unlucky ones who has a child that uh, has a reaction to these things, then they really got you. The same people that talked you into filling your child with toxic waste products formaldehyde mercury all kinds of stuff that if you were to call the cdc and ask about my child consumed some of this they say quick you know get them to poison control <laughs> but oh well it you know and that that would be a fun thing to do call poison control or call this call the cdc or somebody and say Uh, I just have my my child just accidentally consumed and just read off the the list of ingredients in the MMR shot. How did he get a hold of that stuff? I don't know. He just got it and he took it, got it into his body. Quick, you got to get him to poison control. Really? Because the doctor gave it to him. It was in the MMR shot. (laughs) See what they say then. Oh, well, he'll be just fine. Yeah. But that's what they're doing they're just going to load you know they they talk you into loading your child up with toxins and one of the things i you know they were talking about the other day in that show during a trial was oh you think it's okay to do this and do that and then you know and they mentioned bringing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to school and that would have been a perfect time but of course we couldn't get this kind of information out to people you know they talk about bringing a peanut butter sandwich to school because so many children have peanut allergies and well I'll tell you what that mom you know in real life she probably would have done it <laughs> if she honestly knew her stuff said well yeah and where do all those peanut allergies come from the peanut oil that is put in childhood vaccines that hypersensitizes them to the stuff years ago before kids got a thousand shots when they were little there was no such thing as peanut allergies when i was a kid you know half the kids bought lunch at school and half the kids brought their lunch in a sack and out of the ones that brought their lunch half of those at least were peanut butter and jelly i lived on peanut butter and jelly my school years all the way up to when after i got out of high school my summer jobs i would take peanut butter and jelly to work to eat for lunch at my jobs you know you can't do that anymore and the reason is childhood vaccines that's where all the peanut allergies come from because there's peanut oil and all these stupid and to- toxic jabs that people get but anyway let's let's continue on with click on detroit
7: from CS Mott Children's Hospital finds a significant number of parents have not talked to their child's doctor about vaccines over these past two years. Dr. Frank McGeorge here to tell us why that's of concern. Doc?
10: Well, you know, Kim and Devin, one in seven, that's how many parents are not asking about vaccines for their kids. That's a number that really should be zero. Now, what's even more concerning is that three percent of parents are even skipping taking their children to the doctor to avoid talking about vaccines
0: okay let's stop there (laughs) now we have this expert tv doctor who has absolutely no education on vaccines whatsoever other than some schmuck at the medical school he went to saying they're safe they're effective they stopped all these dangerous child these life taking childhood injuries or school uh, childhood uh, diseases and therefore every child must get them but is that really true When you look at the actual figures, you know, number one, you know, this guy's probably a nice guy, but he's an idiot, period. And any doctor or anyone else who tells you that childhood vaccines are safe, effective, they eliminated measles, chickenpox, smallpox, polio, and all this other stuff is a moron. It's flat out not true but it's propaganda that has been put to the american people and literally everybody around the world for the last hundred years just about the actual facts are every single childhood illness was almost totally gone to the tune of 90 plus percent in most cases between 96 and 98 percent before the jabs designed to prevent them ever were released you want to have some fun, get a hold of a, a copy of Dissolving Illusions by Suzanne Humphreys and Roman Bistriatic. It is well worth it. It's available in a PDF form, believe it or not, and Kindle and a hard copy. And it's a huge book, but it's loaded with information. And it talks about how Edward Jenner, the guy that started the vaccine movement, was a quack. Literally, purchased his medical degree from a uh, college in uh, Scotland, I believe it was, for fifteen pounds, which would have been about two thousand dollars in today's money. But consider that what a real medical education in today's money costs—you know, two hundred thousand or more. You know, it was a pittance, and he. But he had no medical training whatsoever, but he put put himself out there as a physician. How many times is that happening? And everything he did was based on BS. No science whatsoever. But it grew and grew and grew because the vaccine, what turned into the vaccine companies, Big Pharma, Or harma as we're I'm gonna start saying big harma h-a-r-m-a because they harm everybody with their products Um, they start realizing that hey if we push this right and we get our political friends involved we can all make a lot of money and they did and it started snowballing and even back in the days of Jenner There were other so-called real physicians who were going after him, calling him a quack, saying that there's no science behind it, it's total baloney and everything else. And, of course, they were shot down and called crazy because they weren't part of the system making money for the people that wanted to make the money. And it's been that way all along and now it's a huge huge multi-billion dollar a year business and anybody that gets in the way gets steamrolled and of course back in the early 1900s when the flexner report was issued one of the things they were looking at well three things primarily which medical schools teach drugs vaccines and surgery and whichever ones did that's the ones that the carnegie uh foundation and the Rockefeller foundation pump millions of dollars into and basically put all the other medical schools out of business. So we have mostly uh, just about all the medical schools in this country now are far farm- funded in large part by big pharma. And of course, because of that they're going to teach that vaccines and of course pharmaceuticals are safe they're effective and they're the only way to treat illness heaven forbid you should cure something and there is a cure for virtually every problem that exists in humankind but because cures don't make long-term money for big harma cures are all but uh, shot down and it's virtually illegal to say a cure almost instead we have to treat we have to manage and i see these commercials on tv for different things and i'm i've got type 2 diabetes but i'm managing it well (laughs) that's actually the first part of the song that that chunky woman sings (laughs) and it's a little pill with a big story to tell yeah get hooked on this and you're going to be on it for the rest of your life until it kills you. But I digress. So let's, let's go a little further with this TV doctor and see what else he has to say that's absolutely foolish.
1: When you think about 3% of all the families across America, that is a lot of kids. We're concerned about that because when parents choose to skip healthcare visits, Kids are not getting those screenings for medical conditions or mental health concerns.
10: Even when parents do bring their children to the doctor, there's still a problem, says Sarah Clark, co-director of the C.S. Mott Poll on Children's
1: Health. And what we found in this Mott Poll report is that discussions about vaccines seem to be decreasing. When parents did
10: discuss vaccine, as might be expected... 82% of the time, it was focused on vaccines needed for school. The flu vaccine and COVID vaccines were discussed less often at 68 and 57% respectively. It's a trend we really want to
1: reverse. Over 70% of parents who talked about flu or COVID vaccine thought that the provider gave them information that was helpful in making the decision about whether to vaccinate their child. So, Parents shouldn't feel afraid of raising these conversations. Having discussions with the child's regular doctor is really important because parents don't always know what the most recent vaccine recommendations are. Now, another challenge to getting children fully vaccinated that the poll
10: identified is some doctor's offices actually don't have all the vaccines in stock, meaning parents often have to go to a different location or make a different appointment. Now, parents need to be persistent, but frankly, offices really should correct that problem as well.
1: So did this study say anything about why parents aren't discussing no. vaccines with their child's doctor? Well, you know, in some cases, it's
10: actually because the parent just isn't necessarily interested in vaccinating their child at all. But in other cases, parents were actually worried they would be a bother to their doctor. But that's what? not really something that you should be concerned about. Yeah. So that's don't what worry there about for. it. That's what they're there for. yeah talk to your Part doctor. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Thanks, Doc.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a bother. No. <laughs> they're afraid that they've heard stories from other parents that if you bring it up and you say you don't want to vaccinate, all of a sudden you're looking for a new pediatrician because so many of these doctors refuse to have their children in their clientele for whatever. And I think, I think this one actually discusses that. Here we go.
6: Health officials say children should be vaccinated or the country risks bringing back many rare diseases. But in California, a growing number of parents are saying no. Bill Whitaker met one of them.
2: Who knows what color we're missing? Purple. Green.
11: Three Green. years ago, Dottie Hagmeyer began making healthier food choices for her family. She also made a crucial decision about vaccines.
2: I feel like there's, there's no reason at all for me to continue to vaccinate my children. That
11: includes vaccinations for whooping cough or pertussis, a highly contagious bacterial disease of the respiratory system that causes uncontrollable coughing. An outbreak in 2010 sickened more than 9,000 people and killed 10 just in California, the worst since 1947. But Hagmire worries about the vaccine's potential side effects. You think the risk of taking the vaccine is greater than the benefit...
1: I personally do, yes. Even if I get my kids vaccinated, they're still at risk to get the whooping cough.
11: Even though the CDC says the vaccine protects 7 out of 10 children from whooping cough, a growing number of parents in California, most of them affluent and educated, are signing waivers refusing to vaccinate their children. And that's alarming health officials. Dr. Deborah Lehman is a leading infectious disease specialist in Los Angeles.
1: Parents today are being asked to vaccinate their children against diseases that they haven't seen. They don't remember the summers of polio epidemics and certainly not whooping cough. So there's a sense that these diseases don't exist anymore. A newly released study
11: found that communities with large clusters of unvaccinated children were two and a half times more likely to experience whooping cough outbreaks.
1: I think we're gonna uh, see more outbreaks. So when we slip below that protective sort of 95% of the community being vaccinated, we really risk outbreaks.
11: Hagmeyer says she's relying on a healthy diet rather than vaccines to boost her kids' immunity. The main point is that it should be
2: the parents' right
11: to make that decision. Despite a statewide vaccination campaign, some schools report as many as 84% of parents are opting out. Bill Whitaker, CBS News, Dana Point, California.
0: I think that's really encouraging 84% opting out people are finally starting to wake up you know that's in my opinion very encouraging you know the um, I'll tell you I just sit here and I look at different things that I've seen and in every case look at the Amish community The biggest problem they have is they tend to eat locally, which means they consume foods that they grow personally. And if the soils in their area are deficient in certain nutrients, then children will manifest certain diseases as a result. Uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania was a big area that's virtually no selenium. And as a result, you have a lot of kids in the Amish community who have... um, Selenium deficiency diseases, things like cystic fibrosis, um, uh, cardiomyopathy, uh, you know, um, one of the big ones, muscular dystrophy. And Dr. Wallach actually got into that community and showed them, you know, explained to them what was going on. And there was a child there who was in a wheelchair with muscular dystrophy. And the elders of the community decided they were going to use that child as a guinea pig, so to speak, because Wallach said that, yeah, I can get him out of that wheelchair." And they were astonished at his statement. So he put him on a nutritional supplement regimen. And the next time he was back, there was a couple of months goes by. And uh, the elders and a bunch of the folks were meeting in a barn uh and which is common and they asked wallach as well what's going on with this kid that uh, was in the wheelchair and about that time that kid comes running through kicking a soccer ball so in two months he'd gone from a wheelchair to playing soccer with his friends and at that point they said okay we're ready to listen to what you have to say but The reason i mention that is the amish community has you know it's a double-edged sword like everything else they have illnesses based on the lack of nutrition in the area where they're at because of the soils but at the same time you don't see them with things like autism and outbreaks of measles and chicken pox and things like that and they're not vaccinated You don't see Amish kids with childhood cancers and I don't have any proof to back this up but I'm just going on my supposition and observations I would venture to say that every single child nationwide in a children's hospital or uh, st. Jude's or wherever that's in the cancer ward I guarantee you that every single one of them is up to date on their childhood vaccines. You will not find a single unvaccinated child in a cancer ward. Why? <laughs> because there's stuff that causes cancer in those vaccines. Imagine that. And of course, you never hear a doctor saying, well, we got to stop vaccinating this child immediately because chances are his cancer was caused by the vaccines oh they ain't gonna do that they refuse to look at the 800 pound gorilla in sitting in the middle of the room just like now with all the people dropping dead cause unknown sudden adult death syndrome and everything oh it can't possibly be the the covid jabs they're safe and effective and they keep running around you know looking under the sofa cushions and everything else for the boogeyman but they won't see him sitting right in the middle of the room you know with this big syringe in his hand (laughs) and that's the medical community that's demonizing people for exercising a little bit of common sense and doing some research instead of just believing what some drug pushing moron is telling them You know that's the thing the only difference in this day and age between an MD and a street-level drug pusher is that the MD's got a a college degree and a state license and a really nice uh, office but they kill more people that's right you know they gave the numbers in that last clip where in California, the last whooping cough outbreak or whatever killed 10 people and 9,000 were infected. How many children do you think live in California? Millions, millions, and millions of children live in California. 9,000 got whooping cough and probably a bunch of those were vaccinated and 10 died now let's look at the same numbers how many children die from childhood cancers probably caused by childhood vaccines every year in California thousands but are they looking at that do no. because those people are under control It's these crazy moms and dads who actually did some research and find out that the more jabs you get the sicker you get And in many cases, the debtor you get, or the more artistic you get. And they decided, yeah, not for my child. We'll take a chance. And as a result, the heat gets turned up on them. Oh, we got someone who's stepping outside the brainwashed norm. We got to get them to drink the Kool-Aid and get them to drink it quick. We can't have these ants uppity ants getting out there and deciding that they're not going to do what the grasshoppers tell them and what happens of course they jump on people some of them give in some of them don't here's a guy named kevin gates i have no idea who he is but i'm assuming he must be somebody famous or at least rich because it looks like it from where he's at you know he can't his diction is uh his He's not super understandable, but I think if you listen closely, you can understand what he's saying. But what he's saying makes sense. Good for him. Here we go. This is from The Rolling Stone.
4: She's so special, she don't even care. To be honest with you, she just, she's different. She's not like a, I've been around other three-year-old children. Mm -hmm. I know why she's so accelerated. She's never been vaccinated before. She's never had any vaccinations. So that's why she's so accelerated. She doesn't have mercury in her body and things of that nature. So my son also, they just, they different. They sit down like little people and just talk. I don't believe in conspiracy theories or anything like that. I'm just a cold blooded investigator. What made me not want to get my children vaccinated was because I studied a lot about killing, you know, bad enzymes and stuff in the body. And that's not an opening through your skin. Your openings are your nose, your mouth. And you, I'm not, I ain't gonna say I'm against the needle. Look at all these tattoos, man. Man, shit, I look like an essay when I take my shirt off. I love that needle. I was in Whole Foods one day, and they had like, after you get vaccinated, they had something else you supposed to take. And I'm like, why would you need to take something? That after you've been helped already, you know. And then I just, you know, that's just me. We don't take medicine. My kids wasn't born in the hospital. They was born in home birth, naturally. I never had children before, so I went and got books and studied and everything about the best way to rear young. And a lot of children that was born in the hospital experienced a lot of difficulties that they didn't have to experience. Not because it was inflicted intentionally. I think a lot of people just don't know any better.
11: One thing that a lot of people don't realize the wire was besides just. A- I'll
0: tell you what. That guy makes a lot of sense. Had nev- never had children before. So I went and got a lot of books talking about how to best rear a child. Kids weren't born in a hospital. They were born at home the way they used to be i gotta commend that man like i said i have no idea who he is His name is kevin gates and it was an interview with rolling stone magazine so i'm assuming he must be in the music industry but he's doing the right thing for his children he's not just believing the line of crap that's being put out to him by the medical community who are not there to make sure that your child is healthy And lives a long long life they're there to make money for themselves and for big pharma big harma and the thing is is there are financial incentives and disincentives for physicians when it comes to childhood vaccinations if they don't reach a certain percentage of all of their uh, children clientele being vaccinated they don't get the huge bonuses And the trips to cancun and everything else that they get if they do manage to get everybody vaccinated and that's why you will have doctors that if a parent says we're not vaccinating they said you're out of here you can't be our patient you know somehow or another the employee is firing the employer i find that rather interesting you know but it seems like only in the medical community That that really happens. And I think this one may have that uh, admission by one local doctor. And this guy's a schmuck. I would never take my kid to him.
10: No cases have reached Wisconsin. But with measles on the rise, many doctors are urging parents to vaccinate their kids. In a story that is new at 6, Ashley Rice shares the reason one mother is opting out.
5: For parents, the number one concern is protecting your child, and we all do it in different ways. I spoke with one family who chooses not to vaccinate, even with the growing concern of measles nationwide. To vax or not to vax? It um, was something that I was definitely very much an advocate for. That was the question Jessie Hetzel asked herself before having her three children, Andrew, Abby, and Audrey. I for sure had all three of my kids vaccinated for their first year of life. Jessie remembers the last time measles was in Wisconsin. Her oldest was a baby. Well, I remember being afraid of measles. I remember being afraid that he had to wait two months to get vaccinated. Now she feels differently. My daughter has a weakened immune system because of an autoimmune system disorder. Prompting the Hetzel family to make changes, including not vaccinating. Some of the things that we have done um, that have been the biggest are changes in our diets and committing to non-GMO and organic food. Um, We have changed the items that we use in our house, including personal care products. So it's not just a change one, two thing. It's a complete lifestyle. Yeah, I'd say that of what we're eating, what we put in our house and around our body, I don't have any air fresheners, candles. Dr. Lynn Ranta with Children's Hospital says the best way to protect kids with contraindications like autoimmune disorders is to vaccinate everyone around them. We talk about cocooning or uh, surrounding a susceptible individual by people who can be vaccinated. Ashley Rice, today's TMJ4.
0: And that was a line of crap too. that wasn't the one i was looking for um that doctor cocooning when you've got a child with a compromised immune system the last thing you want is someone who's just been vaccinated living in the same house with them you give an mmr shot to one of the siblings and those siblings are going to start shedding and that child is going to pick that stuff up and get sick from it and potentially have a life-threatening situation that's how we had the late you know that's how most measles outbreaks happen it's because someone was recently vaccinated they're shredding in you know an amusement park or a school and the next thing you know you got an outbreak it's admitted now every single case of polio that pops up is from the polio vaccine It's not wild polio. It's polio from the vaccine. It's in crazy. Absolute crazy stuff. Um, I'm looking for, I still want to find that one. Um, hmm. Let's see here. I'm just trying to find, uh, oh, here we go. I think that's the one I'm looking for. Uh, if I can, let's see. Yeah, Pedatrus, I think this is the one.
9: Shopping around for a new pediatrician in northern New Jersey, this mom with a baby on the way knew she'd be asked about her family's health history. And now this question, do you vaccinate your children? Has become an even more crucial part of the upfront conversation between a pediatrician and parent. We only take people in the practice that do vaccinate. For the first time ever, the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying, as a last resort, doctors can dismiss a family from their practice if they refuse immunization. It's a response to what most pediatricians find troubling an increasing number of parents who don't trust vaccinations. For the 2015 2016 school year, citing religious reasons, more than 9,500 kids got exemptions from vaccines in New Jersey, a jump of nearly 600% from a decade ago.
11: That's horrible. And that's really troublesome to me as a pediatrician as well as A father of three children.
9: We visited Dr. Jeff Beanstock of Pediatric Care Associates at his MAWA office where the policy is clear.
11: We don't want parents in our practice with children that are not vaccinated on time because that leads to a whole public health problem.
9: Have you had to tell a family you're no longer welcome here?
11: Unfortunately, I have, and that's a very hard thing.
9: You have to be your own researcher. Devette Phillips is a mother of three, including two boys she believes suffered serious lifelong health effects from shots they got when they were young. And she had a tough time finding a doctor for three year old Lake, who is not, and she stresses, will not be vaccinated. It was very hard. It was very difficult. There's only a couple brave ones out there that are actually. Saying you can come to me, and I'm willing to work with you. After a lot of calls and a lot of research, she did find a holistic doctor for her daughter. Still, she calls the new AAP policy unnecessary medical coercion and wonders how many physicians are really practicing what they preach. The studies are not done, and the science is not done. AND THESE POOR DOCTORS HAVE THEIR HANDS TIED. DR. BEANSTOCK HOPES TO HELP HESITANT PARENTS TALK THROUGH THEIR FEARS AND SAYS WHILE HIS HANDS ARE NOT TIED.
11: IF A PARENT DOESN'T BELIEVE MY TRUST WITH HOW IMPORTANT IMMUNIZATIONS ARE AND VACCINATING ON TIME, HOW ARE THEY GOING TO BELIEVE ME WITH ANYTHING ELSE?
9: HE IS BOUND TO DOING WHAT HE WHOLEHEARTEDLY BELIEVES IS BEST FOR THE CHILDREN IN HIS CARE. Bye. IN Mawa, NEW JERSEY, JESSICA LAYTON, CBS 2 NEWS shopping
0: around and that's you know that's the thing I got to hand it to the doctor and the parents at least the doctor is upfront if you're not going to be an idiot if you're not going to inject your children with toxic bioweapons that I recommend then we don't want you as a patient and the parents ought to be looking at. thank you for having that notice up there before we got into it and then found out later because if I walked in as a new parent and I saw that sign, I'd say, great, I appreciate you saying that you're an idiot. I don't want you treating my child because if you're going to poison them with these things, what else are you going to do to kill them? In other words, you're going to put them on all kinds of drugs that are going to make their life worse. If you want my child to start out bad and have potentially uh, have cancer and everything else, I don't want you as a physician for my child. I want someone that's got a little sense and some brains so thank you doctor idiot for posting that sign in your entrance you know the parents should look at that as a positive not a negative negative. and the thing is the fact it, that you have a hard time finding a doctor that is willing to take you on as a patient if you're not jabbed that just shows you how stupid the overall medical community is they are willing To push toxic chemical injections into your children, not because they have researched it and found that they actually work and that they're safe and effective. Because they were told that by the people that make them and stand to get rich if all these stupid Kool-Aid drinking doctors are out there pushing the jabs without knowing any better. That's the whole thing parents are starting to finally wake up a little bit and oddly enough it's happening on the left coast in the land of fruits nuts and flakes somehow or another california it's a strange state you know they've got idiots running it (laughs) but it's always seems to have been a uh, people that tend towards healthy lifestyles and And eating properly and that kind of thing you a lot more of the people out there doing organics and non-gmos and gluten-free and all that kind of stuff so when it comes to health and especially you know those kids are you know these parents now grew up under the hippies of the 60s and now are concerned about the health of their children and are starting to look into things they're not just believing what they're told and they're kind of a square peg in a round hole because when you live in a socialist state like california that is all about controlling people and making them bow to the will of the intelligentsia that are running things whether it's the american murder association the socialist party or whatever they're finding themselves in a tough situation where opting out of these things are very difficult and of course if you're a physician an md practicing in that state where the american murder association and the local boards of health and that kind of thing are pushing you to inject every child that comes within 10 feet of you that's a tough thing too to sit there and say well i will uh, work with you and that kind of a deal it's a rough situation it really is and you know it's it's just a sad situation really but um Here's one where a mother is actually brought before a judge for refusing to vaccinate.
10: For the second time in a week, a mother is brought before an Oakland County judge over refusal to vaccinate her child. Steve Garagiola alive with the reason this mom is objecting to vaccines. And Steve, this is not medical.
7: Well, she has some uh, religious objections among others. You know, there are so many important questions in this debate. Does a parent have the right to refuse vaccinations for their child? Does one parent have the right to make that decision without the other parent? Today the judge heard testimony only from the mother, but at several points during the day the judge seemed very concerned over testimony she was not hearing. Lori Matheson does not want her child vaccinated and argues that it's her right to make that decision. Michigan is one of 17 states that allows for exemptions from vaccines based on religious beliefs, which Ms. Matheson cites based on her research.
3: When I started reading them, that's when I found out that there are some
9: vaccinations that are cultured in aborted fetal cells.
7: The child's father, Michael Schmidt, wants the court to order vaccinations for their daughter. His attorney Um, argues the mother's opinion as testimony does not carry the weight of medical experts and Judge McDonald agreed.
3: She's not a doctor, a medical professional. You can't just put her on the stand and just
9: ask her what she's read and who she's talked to. This is a court, we have rules.
7: A previous arbitration ruling gave this mother and father joint decision-making power for the child, but says the mother has control of taking care of ordinary medical needs.
3: To me, that means that I would make the decisions on vaccinations because I believe that they are an
7: ordinary medical decision. The judge said taking care of routine medical needs is far outside the circle of a decision about vaccinations.
1: Whether or not to vaccinate a child is is something that both parents get to wait on. I don't want to spend one more minute of our time here debating that. Um, if, if one party wants to challenge what legal custody means, it hasn't been done in this proceeding.
7: Yeah, so the ultimate ruling from this judge will be should the court force vaccinations for the child. Today, testimony only from the mother. That was the only testimony for the whole day. They adjourned Thursday morning. This case resumes, but the father begins to present his side of the argument. Reporting live, I'm Steve Garishield on Local 4.
0: Too bad to be that kid because in most cases the judge will side with the parent who's pro-vaccination and the child will be the one... to pay the price potentially being set up for a lifetime of misery cancer you know they may not live that long you know look at all the kids now that are six seven eight ten twelve years old that are in children's hospitals and now they're running ads where oh, little so-and-so didn't make it we hope that one day no child will die from childhood cancer well one of the best ways to do that you morons is to stop stabbing these kids and filling them up with toxic bio waste so they're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's all i mean it's one huge money-making machine you've got you know these pediatricians who are making it a point to make sure that every single child is jabbed with this stuff and then of course down the road the same ones that are jabbed end up in the children's hospitals with all kinds of weird cancers The child is nothing more than fodder for this money-making system. If they survive, they're probably going to be on a lifetime of treatments. And if they don't end up with cancer, they end up with autism, which the rates for that has skyrocketed since the 60s. You know, when I was a kid, the rate of autism was like 1 in 10,000. Now it's like 1 in 80 And if you happen to be a black child unfortunately it's one in 40 if you're male that's the most recent thing (laughs) it's just absolutely disgusting how people get sucked into this meat grinder all these poor children who could have had absolutely wonderful lives if the American Murder Association MDs and Big Harma didn't exist when you look at what life was like back before this stuff really got a foothold you know granted kids would die young because of other things but it was seldom diseases you know many times it was you know bad living conditions you know bad uh, sanitary conditions things like that that might make them sick but (laughs) it's been a shift where we finally got things going in the right direction with sanitary conditions and stuff like that and if that had been the one thing that was going but they had not continued on with the development of big harma oh my goodness life would be so much better right now i still believe that my brother was damaged by vaccines and back you know back then the only thing we got was measles and i think um polio and it might have been uh chicken pox or something like that it wasn't a lot but i think he got a bad batch and he's got um uh, high on the autism spectrum with uh, what's it called um oh shoot uh asperger syndrome that's what they finally figured out it was back when i was a kid they just said he was brain damaged at birth which you know he was probably fine up to the point where he got that injection and that's when everything went south of course you know he got it so young that there wasn't enough time to figure out that oh he was doing just fine beforehand and it's a sad situation but luckily he's had a relatively decent life and he's a year and a half younger than me still with us and uh but I don't know how much longer because the place he lives, I'm sure that when the COVID jabs came out, they hit him with that. The only good thing is the COVID jabs are 50% saline, you know, half of them. So maybe he dodged a bullet and got the saline solution instead of the the real McCoy um, because chances are it might have killed him by now otherwise. But just to, you know, if they don't get you when they're young, they're going to do everything they can to get you when you're old absolutely sickening and I'm. Um, uh, let's see finding out the truth about vaccine by healthychildren.org powered by pediatricians and trusted by parents from the american academy of pediatrics <laughs> you'll never find out the truth about vaccines from that bunch but just for the fun of it let's get a little into this
3: I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a pediatrician and a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Most importantly, I'm a mom, and I care deeply about the health and safety of my children, just like you do for yours. I get a lot of questions from parents about vaccines, and many of them are about information found online, a lot of which is scary and a lot of which, as a medical doctor, I know is just false. Here's the truth. Vaccines teach your body to fight disease. So in this video, we're gonna talk through some of the biggest myths parents find online about vaccines. First, I wanna share with you what I've learned about how this wrong information gets out there in the first place. The thing you should know is most of the anti-vaccine content you find on social media platforms actually comes from a very small number of people. Their posts may seem authentic and convincing, which is why they're so effective at influencing concerned parents who are just trying to keep their children healthy and are searching for answers to their very, very legitimate questions. These posts can spread very easily and be shared by tens of thousands of other people who may not know even where the post came from originally. In fact, a research group looked into this in 2021 and they found that 65% of the anti-vaccine posts on these platforms actually originated with just 12 individual people. 12! And they use anti-vaccine messages to draw more traffic to their own websites. It's really the worst kind of clickbait because it scares people away from a vaccine that could actually save their child's life. Another problem is that social media platforms don't filter well for accuracy. What they tend to promote is content that already has the most clicks, and perhaps something that was shared by a celebrity or just someone with a lot of followers. You're seeing it not because it's the best or most accurate information about your baby's vaccine. You're seeing it because of their algorithms and what's most likely to appeal to the most people. It's not always easy to tell what's true and what's not. Once you interact with just one false piece of information, the platform will show you similar kinds of content, sending you into a disinformation rabbit hole without you even realizing it. It's a really big problem and it's not your fault. And in fact, sometimes when experts like me post accurate content, there are targeted attempts to drown it out. So I tell all the families in my practice to have a very high level of suspicion if you don't recognize and trust the original source of the content. Here are some places you can trust. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC. The American Academy of Pediatrics, which has a great parent's website called healthychildren.org. The hospital or children's hospital in your city or state, or your own pediatrician's website. These are all really good places to go. Another great place, an actual conversation with your child's pediatrician. Finally, let's go through some of the biggest myths I hear about from parents in my practice. Number one, parents are concerned about getting their baby multiple vaccines at one visit. This is based on a myth spread several years ago which is still circulating, that babies' immune systems can be overwhelmed by getting more than one vaccine. This is completely false. The amount of active ingredients in each vaccine is a tiny amount. Your baby is exposed to much more in their regular environment every day. All the vaccines we recommend to be given together have been tested together, and babies do completely fine. Number two, autism. This is a big one. This myth started way back in the 1990s when a paper was published by a doctor who looked at 12 kids and theorized that their autism was due to vaccines. That paper was discredited because it turned out to be based on bad science and the journal retracted it. But it caused enough fear amongst parents that a lot of other scientists, good ones, studied the question, including multiple studies in different countries with thousands of children and they found no link. Number three, a lot of questions pop up about the ingredients that are in vaccines, and if you search online, you will find some very scary descriptions of toxic vaccine ingredients. The truth, they are not toxic. Let me give you the basic recipe for most vaccines. It's actually quite simple. Antigens, this is the main ingredient, the little piece of an inactivated virus or bacteria. Which is what trains your immune system to recognize the real virus. All vaccines have antigens. Aluminum salts. These help make the antigen work better so we can have a smaller dose of the vaccine. But guess what? Aluminum is part of the earth and your baby also gets aluminum in their breast milk and food. The amount in vaccines is small. Preservatives. Since most vaccines come in multi-dose vials, we need a preservative to keep germs out of the vaccine vial. That's really important and it's safe. Some vaccines also have very small amounts of other ingredients and all of these are safe and have been studied extensively. As a pediatrician, I know vaccinating your children is one of the most important steps you can take to prevent unnecessary antibiotic use hospitalizations, and even death in your family. I am so glad my own kids are vaccinated. These are just a few of the myths. You've probably encountered others, and who knows what will pop up online tomorrow. The best advice I can give you is to look to sources you know and trust when you're seeking information about your child's health. And never hesitate to talk with your pediatrician. We welcome your questions, and we are on your team. We are here to help you make the best choices for your children and to keep them safe and healthy, just like we do for our own little ones.
0: Boy, now wasn't that a load of crap. I'll tell you what, the thing that really gets me is how good they are at putting their propaganda together. You know they didn't mention and they didn't say it out loud but they in the video it showed the disinformation dozen and Sherry Tenpenny is one of those and if you listen to the show for any length of time at all you know who Sherry Tenpenny is and she is one of the absolute foremost authorities on childhood vaccines anywhere in the world and I guarantee you that this bimbo that they had making this video oh i'm a mom and i care about my children too she's either absolutely brain dead or she's the next adolf hitler yeah we're gonna suck every one of your kids in here all the sources they listed yeah they're the ones that make money when you're your kid gets jabbed and if they have an adverse event they make even more money because they're the ones that the parents go right back to After the doctor poisoned their child, they go right back to the same doctor and his buddies to treat the poisoning that will go on for years. And I'll tell you what, when they talk about autism, all you got to do, just watch a couple of videos called Vaxxed and Vaxxed 2. Every single study out there saying that there was no link. Guess who funded them? The drug companies or the American Murder Association, but mostly the drug companies. The studies out there that tell the truth, like Andrew Wakefield in that original study, was someone who was, he was not anti-vax. He was just seeing a lot of kids in his practice becoming autistic after receiving the MMR vaccine. And he was advocating for a separate, you know, monovalent. vaccine. Uh, solution where it was they were given individually instead of a trivalent where it's measles mumps rubella that's what he was pushing for and as a result he was attacked and basically run out of the business and just like i think it was uh, obi-wan kenobi if you strike me down i'll become even more uh powerful than you could possibly imagine and that's what happened with andrew wakefield nobody knew who he was when he started questioning the mmr but boy once they shut him down anybody who's been researching this for any length of time knows who andrew wakefield is and they pushed him from being pro-vaccine into really learning the truth and that's the thing these people that sit there and say oh yeah we're scientists we're doctors i guarantee you any pro-vaccine doctor has done no research whatsoever into these things they purposely keep themselves their head in the sand they don't not want to know the truth because then they would have to become a part of the problem or part of the solution right now they're a part of the problem and they're happy to be so because they're making lots of money And they don't care. But once they start having a whole bunch of their kids in their practice showing up with vaccine injuries, they can only go so far and then they got to start admitting that guess what? It is the jabs. Anybody that's doing this any length of time can see that. And in every single case, when a child becomes autistic, they were doing great. Everything was fine. Then they got the jab. The next thing you know, they withdrew into their little world. They started screaming and relentlessly. You couldn't console them. It's the same story over and over and over. Oh, well, that's just anecdotal. There's no proof to that. <laughs> Baloney. You can only turn your eyes away from that for so long. But that's the propaganda they put out. And that's why I played that whole six minute long video. I was about ready to throw up the whole time. Because it's a perfect example of the lies they tell. Every single one of those things they say was a falsehood was the truth. And everything they said in the video was a lie. I got a kick out of this. Megan Kelly got the the jab, and now she's regretting it. Let's take a look at this one. Oops, I keep forgetting they actually leave their volume down.
8: This right here is Miss Megan Kelly, a former host over at Fox News, and more recently, she's the host of her own podcast on YouTube called The Megan Kelly Show. And exactly three days ago, while speaking on her program, Ms. Kelly revealed the fact that she regrets getting the COVID vaccine because she believes she may have suffered a vaccine injury. Specifically, Ms. Kelly said that she regrets getting both vaccinated as well as boosted because, for one, she feels like she didn't need it. Secondly, she wound up catching COVID multiple times anyway. And thirdly, her doctor told her that an autoimmune condition that she developed after getting the shot may be related to the vaccine. Here's specifically what she said during an episode of her podcast, which aired on September the 6th.
2: Kids were being kicked out because they didn't get the vaccine. The only reason my kids didn't get kicked out is because they weren't yet 16.
8: Mm.
2: But I mean, every week we got the really looking forward to getting Yates's vaccination <laughs> card, getting Yardley's vaccination update. Mm. Well, you're a long time waiting. It's not coming. And I thank right. God I didn't, I didn't stick them with that vaccine. Mm. I'm sorry I did it to myself. I've said this before, but I... I regret getting the vaccine, even though I'm a 52 year old woman, because I don't think I needed it. I think I would have been fine. I'd got COVID many times and I, it was well past when the vaccine was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Um, And then for the first time I tested positive for an autoimmune issue at my annual physical. Hmm. And I asked, I went to the best rheumatologist in New York and I asked her, do you think this could have to do with the fact that I got the damn booster and then got COVID within three weeks. And she said, yes, yes, I wasn't the only one she'd seen that with.
8: Now, in terms of the autoimmune condition, Miss Kelly did not state explicitly what it was. However, just in case you're not aware, generally, autoimmune conditions can loosely be defined as when your own immune system attacks the tissues of your own body that it shouldn't. Basically, an autoimmune condition is when the immune system begins to fight itself, which can result in a number of different conditions, like cirrhosis, eczema, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, and so on and so forth. It can manifest in a multitude of ways on the surface. And just for your reference, there have been multiple studies which have linked these different types of autoimmune conditions to both COVID as well as to the COVID vaccine. Regardless, what's interesting to note here is that this recent statement from Ms. Megan Kelly, wherein she regrets getting the vaccine, is in stark contrast to her previous comments. Specifically, back in April of 2021, which was around the height of the different vaccine and mask mandates. This was around the time that, for instance, you couldn't go eat at a restaurant or go to a gym in New York City unless you showed your vaccination card. It was during that time that Megyn Kelly posted this following statement on Twitter. Quote, I am getting the vaccine this weekend. I have zero qualms because I've spent a life immersed in a media that's obsessed with fear-mongering that is often irresponsible and untrue. Do what your doctor tells you to do and ignore everyone else. That was, again, back in April of 2021, Ironically, at the very height of the government's fear-based campaign to get a shot into every arm. However, you fast forward two years, and now Miss Kelly releases another statement saying that she regrets her decision, saying that she would have been fine without it, she caught COVID multiple times anyway, and that her doctor told her that her autoimmune condition might have been the result of the shot. And it's worth highlighting that within her earlier statement, despite the fact that she flipped her general opinion of the vaccine, she did mention something else that I believe is worth taking note of the quote, media obsessed with fearmongering. And in that statement, it appears that she was likely referencing the fearmongering coming out from alternative news outlets, which were at the time highlighting the problems being identified with the vaccines in studies which the mainstream media oftentimes ignored. She was not referencing likely the mainstream media's fearmongering to get a shot into every arm. And the reason that I wanted to highlight this aspect of her statement. Is because very likely this fear-based approach of pushing COVID restrictions, COVID mandates, as well as future vaccines is very likely to return in the near future. In fact, right now, you have different government officials as well as different government advisors coming out and basically bragging about how well-trained the population is at obeying COVID commands. For instance, over at the University of Pennsylvania, they have something called the Nudge Unit. It's essentially a group of researchers and policy advisors who use little psychological tricks to nudge society to act in a certain way. Here's specifically how they describe their work over on their website. The Nudge Unit is the world's first behavioral design team embedded within a health system. We leverage insights from behavioral science to design, implement, evaluate, and disseminate scalable nudges to steer decision-making towards high-value care, improve patient outcomes, enhance public health, and increase health equity. No matter how effective a medication, protective a vaccine, or beneficial a lifestyle modification is, they can only improve health if clinicians recommend them and patients utilize them. This is where nudges come in. A nudge is a change in the way information is presented or choices are framed that is designed to prompt, guide, or motivate good decision-making. A well-designed nudge will make the quote-unquote right choice the easy choice without restricting choice. Now, this right here is Dr. David Halpern. He is the chief of the Nudge Unit, as well as a government advisor to the United Kingdom. And recently, he spoke with the Daily Telegraph publication, wherein he essentially said the quiet part out loud. Here is how that conversation between him and the Telegraph played out. While speaking to the Daily Telegraph's Lockdown Files podcast, Professor Halpern said that he is confident any future pandemic lockdown and compulsory mask edicts will be met with compliance because people have learned a new behavior, and in principle, you can switch it back on. The country had practiced the drill of wearing face masks and working from home and could redo it in a future crisis because people are now conditioned to do what they are told. Professor Halpern said that while fear-based messaging in general is not effective, he defended its use in extreme circumstances. This nudge unit director then went on to describe how the government— can use visual cues like posters and billboards to trigger certain behaviors. Quote, there are times when you do need to cut through, particularly if you think people are wrongly calibrated. He said messages on posters used throughout pandemic restrictions acted as visual prompts so that when you go into a shop or somewhere else, it re-reminds you, it cues, it acts as a trigger for the behavior. The professor said that this messaging encouraged mask wearing, meaning people felt quote-unquote naked when they forgot to put one on. Put it this way you would feel like, oh my God, I haven't got my mask. You feel naked, right? Once the pub, once the public has learned a new behavior in principle, you can switch it back on. You've got the beginning, particularly of what is called a habit loop. If this has happened, then you should do that. And of course, if you live through the past two or three years, you know that the mainstream media was very compliant and very eager to push forward these beneficial habit loops. Now, the reason that I wanted to highlight that aspect of the statement that came from the Nudge Unit chief ties back to those earlier juxtaposing statements from Ms. Megan Kelly, one in which she decries the media's fear-based mongering, but took the vaccine anyway because it was recommended to her by her doctor, despite the fact that her doctor was probably not him or herself immune to the fear-based mongering. And then the second statement, wherein just a few days ago, she expressed regret for her earlier decision. And so that's all to say that this is a really good case study to act as a reminder to everyone across this country to always be critical of what the media tries to sell us. Because whether it's the inflating of the COVID death rate by just uncritically reporting the large number of quote-unquote COVID deaths without explaining to their viewers that these were people who died with COVID rather than from COVID, whether it was reporting the inflated numbers of quote-unquote COVID cases, wherein you might have one person test positive for COVID on three separate occasions, and that one person would be marked as three separate cases. Or we can go back even further and say that when the media tries to convince you that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction and is an imminent threat to the homeland here, well, it's really important to not just accept what the media says uncritically, because I think it goes without saying that they're not always right. And typically, after the initial frenzy wears off, the people who are on TV pushing all these mandates or pushing for actual war, well, they can just wash their hands of it. They can say that the science has changed or that the intelligence has changed, and that's it. They can just continue with their lives, typically without any impacts to their careers. But the people who listen to them, the people who took, let's say, a medical intervention that they might have not needed or perhaps invaded a country under false pretenses, Well, those people have to live with those decisions forever, which is why I'll mention that on our program, at least on Facts Matter, I make a special point to throw all my research notes down into the description box below my videos, as well as to at least always try to ground my statements in references that you can go back and read for yourself. Maybe you can come to a different conclusion than me, and I believe that my job, and in fact the job of any solid, decent reporter, is to inform you of the facts rather than try to shape your thinking in a certain way. That's my MO here at Facts Matter, at least. And that is the MO on the Epic Times more broadly. And so having said that, if you'd like to go deeper into anything that we discussed in today's episode, I'll throw all my research notes and they'll be down in the description box below this video for you to dig through at your own leisure. And then until next time, I'm your host, Roman from the Epic Times. Stay informed and most importantly, stay free.
0: All righty then. I've got one last little video here. And I apologize ahead of time. There is one thing in there that is pretty disgusting, and I will try and uh, bleep it, but it comes up so quick I may or may not be able to, so I apologize ahead of time. But this is a message for the anti-vaccine movement.
6: There's another area in which I I feel like we're headed in the wrong direction. I want to get serious for a minute, if I could, because I've been hearing a lot of talk lately. And I don't know if this is more prevalent in uh, LA than other places, but I feel like it probably is. But there's a small but still sizable group of people who are choosing not to vaccinate their children. Here in LA, there are schools in which 20% of the students aren't vaccinated because uh, parents here are more scared of gluten than they are of smallpox. And uh, as a result, we now have measles again. We've got measles. I want to say something about that. I don't know if you're one of these anti-vaccine people. You probably aren't going to take medical advice from a talk show hosts, and I don't expect you to. I wouldn't either. But I would expect you to take medical advice from almost every doctor in the world. See, the thing about doctors is they didn't learn about the human body from their friend's Facebook page. They went to medical school where they studied all sorts of amazing things like how to magically prevent children from contracting horrible diseases by giving them a little shot you know those little shots of botox which is botulism by the way you get in your face to make your head look smooth and your eyes look crazy a little shot like that and poof polio is gone but some people do not buy into that, because they did a Google search, and Jenny McCarthy popped up, and she had clothes on. So they listened to what she had to say and decided not to vaccinate their kids. Now, And by the way, I want to say, this would all be OK if your kids were the only ones affected. It, they're your kids, but they're not, because unvaccinated kids put all children in danger, especially babies who are too young to get the vaccination shot. But of course, that's according to doctors, so, you know, <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt. Now, some people are saying kids who aren't vaccinated shouldn't be allowed to go to school or daycare or uh, go to public places. But I don't, here's where I think it should go. If you are one of those people who knows more than doctors, that's fine, no vaccinations. But you're not allowed to go to the doctor anymore. Why would you even want to go to a doctor who knows less than you do? So if you fall and you cut your head open, you will not be admitted to the emergency room. Stay at home, find that sewing kit you stole from the Marriott (laughs) and stitch it up yourself, doc. The doctor will see you never. Oh, by the way, you should also let your kids smoke. Why wouldn't you? The only people who say not to are doctors and they don't know. So I feel like this is starting to snowball. Um, So we invited some real doctors to address this. Again, these are our These are not actors. These are actual medical professionals. Every one of them is a real doctor. So hear them out and then decide for yourself.
5: I am a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor.
10: I'm a doctor. doctor. And I believe in vaccinations. And I believe in vaccinations.
5: If you don't vaccinate your kids, it can endanger their lives.
10: The potential downsides of vaccinations are almost non-existent. The cumulative scientific and medical communities are in absolute full agreement that there is basically no reason not to vaccinate your kids. No reason. Which is why I cannot believe we have to make this PSA. I thought we settled this in the 50s.
7: Hey, remember
5: that time you got polio? No, you don't, because your parents got you
3: vaccinated. I did four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, and three years of pediatric residency.
5: I had to go to school for eight
10: years. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. But you people still won't listen. Now I have to use my only day off to talk to you idiots about vaccines? I want to finish watching Breaking Bad. I'm only halfway through the second season. But instead, I've got to come here. Because you listened to some moron who read a forwarded email.
9: Perfect. All these people had to set up cameras lights, sound equipment, so that I could tell you to do something we've been doing for a century. Look at all these people. This is
10: stupid. Get your kids vaccinated.
3: Get your kids vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated or lose my number.
10: Get your kids vaccinated, or these doctors may never find out that Walt dies at the end of Breaking Bad.
1: Are you kidding me, dude?
10: Pay for by professionals who know what the hell they're talking about.
6: I am Jimmy Kimmel. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more, click below to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if not, do nothing at all.
0: That, that, what happened here? Where'd my sound go? Hmm. Check, check, check. That's weird. Why am I not here myself? Hmm. Hmm. Very weird. Test test. Check 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 check. What's going on here? <clears throat> hmm. Well, I don't know what happened. Hello hello hello. Well, apparently it's still going out, but for some reason my sound in my headphones is gone. I'm not sure what happened there. Um anyway that was not the one that I was really needed to warn you about (laughs) I must not have opened that one but anyway I get a kick out of these guys but you know in some things Kimmel was actually right you know you're not allowed to go to the doctor anymore why would you want to exactly although when he says you fall and cut bust your head open that's the one thing doctors are good for is trauma cases and for some reason that doesn't seem to make it through to um these people because they think mds are the be-all and end-all of course that was all part of uh the flexner report and the way um the programming was set up back in the early 1900s was to make everybody think that only mds were worth going to and they knew had all the answers and all the other folks like naturopaths homeopaths traditional chinese medicine practitioners ayurvedas, and so many more the real doctors the real healers that they were quacks and that's what the american murder association was established for basically was to get rid of all the competition so that every time somebody went to a doctor, they had MD after their name. And of course, as a result, the health of the American population went down, 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 down. It's getting worse, 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 worse. We have diseases now that we never had before, all thanks to the MD community. And I still gotta figure out what's going on with my headset. don't know what happened all of a sudden i can't hear anything that's just pure strange and um not sure what's going on we'll just have to continue on because we only got a few minutes left before the end of the show and uh as a result you know if i can't hear that's okay i can still keep doing things um there was another oh if i can find it here doo, 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 doo. I was watching it on my computer downstairs, but I don't think I forwarded it up here, which is a bummer. Um, I'm just looking around here. That might be part of it. Uh, ah, this may be it. This is, um, I don't know if this is everything or not. Again, this might be the one that I have to warn you about. Um, I am going to... And this is this is just a whole bunch of propaganda. It's a big uh, compilation, I guess is the best way to put it, called The Vac Scene.
10: So let's find out the way the vaccine is changing the scene in our new recurring segment, The Vac Scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
10: longer, <laughs> longer. Stall. Why the can? Can you ask? I asked that myself. The answer: public domain. It's the answer to most things, really. The vaccine.
1: I'm a U-
5: Shut,
10: shut, 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 shut. The vaccine.
6: We are
1: the vaccine.
6: Get your shot right now in your arm. It won't hurt. Then go hug your mom. Get your shot. Hug your mom. Get your, Get your shot. Mama.
10: The vaccine. for the whole nation.
5: Get a shot in your arm and get a pair go on vacation. But please watch out for the next
10: mutation. The vaccine.
0: And that goes on <laughs> for almost 11 minutes and it just over and over and over just propaganda 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 trying to get people to take these jabs it's insane and i figured out what was going on with my headsets i had a button pushed on my mixer (laughs) anyway um still not the one that i wanted to show but i guess i'll have to do that another day but it's just sad that the whole system is geared towards people that do their own research and that was what was in one of the uh, the ones i wanted to play for you was a whole thing of a whole bunch of these media personalities morons talking heads telling you not to do your own research but just believe what we tell you because that's the smart thing to do we have already done the research there is no need for you to do that don't confuse your little two brain cell minds uh with the facts and therein lies the problem the vast majority of the generally done public followed their advice and didn't do their own research and as a result we have people you know some say eight, you know what 80 percent or something like that and i don't think it's anywhere near that but a lot of folks went out there and got jabbed at least the first one and look at all of the death and destruction it's caused 20 million people worldwide dead so far from the jabs two billion people damaged from the jabs worldwide definitely without a doubt the most deadly injection in the history of the world and people are still falling for it it's like how much do you have to see most people know someone who took the jab and is no longer with us I know a number of people, guys I used to work with, took the jabs and are now dead. I know other people that took the jabs and are walking dead. They're dead. They just don't know it yet. Their time is coming that within the next two to five years, they will keel over with uh, cause unknown, sudden adult death syndrome. Thank you. Brought to you by Pfizer, Moderna, J&J and the media and the government but when they sit there and tell you not to do your own research and then they make fun of you if you claim you've done so you know I've read over a dozen books on COVID I've read pretty close to a dozen books on vaccines and every one of them some of them dating here's one that was dated. Let's see, what was the date this thing? Uh, it's the title is Vaccination Proved Useless and Dangerous from 45 Years of Registration Statistics. Alfred L. Wallace, LLD. And on the top of it says Reese Collection, 1889. Um, to members of parliament and others, this is from the UK. 45 years of registration statistics proving vaccination to be both useless and dangerous in two parts by Alfred R. Wallace second edition with corrections notes and an appendix. 1889 published in London. Smallpox mortality and vaccinations having been led to inquire for myself as to the effects of vaccination in preventing or diminishing smallpox i have arrived at results as unexpected as they appear which affects our personal liberty as well as the health and even the lives of thousands it therefore becomes a duty to endeavor to make the truth known to all well <laughs> now there's a novel idea and especially to those who, on the faith of false or misleading statements, have enforced the practice of vaccination by penal laws. I propose now to establish the following four statements of fact by means of the only official statistics which are available, and I shall adopt a mode of presenting those statistics as a whole, which will render them intelligible to all. These statements are, one that during the 45 years of the registration of deaths and their causes, smallpox mortality has very slightly diminished while an exceedingly severe smallpox epidemic occurred within the last 12 years of the period. Two, that there is no evidence to show that the slight decrease of smallpox mortality is due to vaccination. Three, that the severity of smallpox as a disease has not been mitigated by vaccination. Four, that several inoculable diseases have increased to an alarming extent coincidentally with enforced vaccination. The first, second, and fourth propositions will be proved from the Registrar General's reports from 1838 to 1882, and I shall make the results clear and indisputable. By presenting the figures for the whole period in the form of diagrammatic curves so that no manipulation of them by taking certain years for comparison or by dividing the period in special ways will be possible and it goes on and on and on but this is a book from the 1880s discussing the fact that vaccines are worthless and back then of course it was only for smallpox i have another one um, from the early 1900s that was written uh, by a doctor for the president of the united states trying to get them to stop requiring uh, smallpox vaccinations for the military the army and navy at the time and again it provided all kinds of information showing that these vaccines were lethal sorry about all the background background noise Uh, my wife turned the air conditioning off the other day and all the windows are open we got a lot of truck traffic going up and down the road for some reason but yeah there are books and books and books and books out there unfortunately many of them are free the one i was just quoting from was something you can find on google docs i believe um it's in the public domain now as a free pdf um dissolving illusions which is a brand new book can be found as a pdf the information is so important that they don't mind going out there free even though they're trying to sell books they want everybody to have access to the information and it starts out the interesting thing about dissolving illusions is it starts out talking about how we ended up well first it does a history excuse me on uh pardon me again edward jenner and then i think chapter two it deals with um the crappy conditions that rose that caused the rise of all these disgusting illnesses and then the fact it shows from government documents that as the sanitary conditions improved things like measles chickenpox smallpox and all the rest were on a steady and rapid decline And it was generally 20 to 30 years after most of these illnesses were gone by 96 to 98 percent that then they rolled out the vaccines and of course the medical mafia started the the lie that all of these childhood illnesses were gotten rid of by vaccines which is totally untrue they were gone as a result of cleanliness better food better water better sanitary conditions the tune of 96 to 98 percent or more long before the jabs ever were rolled out so that's a myth that's a total lie that they will tell you like that bimbo on that uh, truth about vaccines will tell you is the truth when it's not and when you look at what goes into these things how they are made grown on monkey kidneys dog kidneys and things like that just absolutely disgusting stuff and you want to inject that into your child's body give me a break do some research and i don't mean you have to set up your own laboratory and that kind of thing there is documentation out there published documentation in medical journals um all kinds of books by medical professionals who most of which at one point in time were pro vaccine until they started seeing the results of those things in their practices and until they had their conscience kick in on them and they had they couldn't avoid it they couldn't ignore it any longer they had to actually look into it from themselves and when they discovered the truth it was like night and day it was an epiphany they could not ignore and now they are trying to right the wrongs that they have done over the years and get the truth out there to as many people as they possibly can so we don't have as many people injured it's it's just a sad situation that the vast majority of the generally dumb public are still wrapped around the allopathic axle and big harma and the american murder association and they do what they're told because they are led to believe that they're ignorant and the medical community is you know without flaw and totally um, omniscient and nothing could be further from the truth so anyway we are out of time for today I hope that you found this in one way or another interesting and enlightening and informative. And I hope it will spur you to not just believe what I'm saying, but get out there and look for yourself, especially if you have children. Do not let them be jabbed with these toxic things unless and until you do your own research and you are convinced that I'm totally wrong and that these things are helpful. And in that case, do it. But God help you. That's it for today. We're out of time. We'll be back on Thursday. Same bat time, same bat channel. We'll be back in an hour on the same location just an hour later. So until then, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We'll see you soon. Take care and God bless.